You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. This is the Sawn Outdoors Podcast. Hey everybody, Ian here with the Sun Outdoors Podcast, and it's been a while since I've been on here. It's been a minute, but I'm still around, still hanging out, still doing a couple things here and there. Um, This episode, McCade calls in and we talk a little bit about some hunts that we have coming up for 2019 season, hunts we want to be doing, um, hunts we hope and kind of expect to kind of come up into this season for us. And some of the statistics and the, I guess, methods and the ways that different states use to uh, to draw, to, to allocate tags. So just some different tactics with different states. If you've got any questions about hunting a lot of these western states, Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, Idaho, Nevada, Arizona, I think New Mexico we mentioned in here a little bit, um, there's some information here, touches on a all these different states. So if you're looking to get into it, it's not an all-inclusive sort of uh, collegiate-level class here, but we do touch on a, a, few, a few things. Um, and if you, anything we say raises a question, please write in. Uh, we got emails. We got uh, messengers and you know, Facebook and Instagram. You can always hit us up and, and ask a question, and we will do everything we can to answer that question for you. Um, again, we don't hit every point here. Really just brief overview of some things that we are going to be doing and the odds and the chances that we believe we have to uh, draw some of these tags this year. So it's more just kind of what's to come than really answering a lot of preemptive questions. So again, if it raises a question, please write in, ask us a question. We'll get back to you. We promise. We Always do. So, anyway, uh, this is a conversation McKay and I had this evening, and I hope you enjoy. I also just want to take a moment and talk to you about King's Camel real quick. Just, I'm just going to tell you about it really, really quickly, because it's just something I think everybody should know about. Really, and I really do. I really do. There's so many camel companies out there competing for your, your attention and for your business, but... I believe King's Camel slips under the radar so often, and there's no reason for that. They are, they compete with the top of the top. I promise you that. You think of the top company in your brain right now, think King's Camel, think half the price. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Just go to kingscamel.com, search for XKG, use the code SAN, S-A-H-N, at checkout, and you will save an additional 15% off your entire order. And right now, they're doing web busters, up to 70% off select items, and there's a lot of good stuff in here. I mean, got just about everything is on sale from their flannels to these Guides Choice jackets, um, KC1, six-pocket cargo pants, hoodies, flannels, beanies, gun cases. There's a bunch of stuff on here that is all for sale at deep, deep discounts. I mean, up to 70% off. And I just checked this. It works. You click any of those sale items, you put it in the cart, you type in the coupon code SAHN, S-A-H-N, and then you get another 15% off of that price. So you're saving huge. Go to kingscamo.com, check it out. I promise you won't be disappointed. What's happening, man? Oh, just hanging out. What's happening with you? Trying to figure out what I want to apply for this year. <laughs> yeah. When, uh, I mean, just casually, when when do all the, when's the next thing we need to worry about, I guess? The the first thing for me that I'm applying for is uh, it's Wyoming. Um, the elk application for non-residents is due on the 31st of this month, January 5th. 
Ooh. Coming up. Coming up quick. Maybe I better decide if I'm doing that. Yes, you should. Yeah, I should. What's uh the price tag on out of staters? Um, well, so just general cost, like uh seven hundred I think it's like seven hundred and seven dollars. And I believe that Wyoming is one of those states where you have to front the money. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's when you apply, you pay for it all, and if you don't draw, they refund you. Right, yeah. So, that one's coming up first. Um, so, I'll apply for that again. And then, I think my next one is Arizona Elk and Antelope. When's the due date for those? February 12th. Ooh. You, yeah, you didn't draw those last year either, did you? No, I haven't drawn Arizona yet. Ever? For anything? Ever, yeah. And how many years have you been putting in for different species? Um, I've been applying to Arizona for like four or five years now. Just for just around the around the gambit there or anything specific? Um, just elk, actually. I haven't applied for any other species there. But you're planning on doing the part. antelope this year too on that, though? Potentially. Um, kind of was looking at the costs a little bit ago. If you draw um, an antelope tag for a non-resident in Arizona, it's almost as expensive as an elk tag. Oh, yeah? $565. For a, about as much meat as you get off one leg of an elk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's $100 more than that for an elk. That's so. Yeah, it's that's... Like, uh... Half the cost for an, a deer, if you draw a deer tag, is $350. Really? That's it? Yeah. Man, we should all be putting in for that. It's crazy. So. Um, turkey's come and gone, though, right? Yes. In, well, in Utah. In Utah. I don't know about other states, because I don't apply for turkeys anywhere else, but I was fortunate enough to draw... A turkey tag here. Oh, that's right. You did draw. I was thinking we all didn't. Because I didn't. Nope. But you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so our buddy Jeff and I, uh, we put in together. I had like two points. So we're going to be going out in mid-April. turkeys. Nice, dude. Yeah. That should Never be really tried extremely hard for a turkey. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things I imagine that's just kind of, if you got a good spot, you go do it, <laughs> you know, or just go out for a weekend or so, and like you said, you don't really spend 15 days in the woods going after turkeys. Only the hardcore do. There are some, probably some dudes out there that do it. Yeah. There are some turkey lovers. I don't know, who knows, maybe once I shoot a turkey, I'll catch the bug I, I do apply I applied this year didn't draw but um, I think I bought an over the counter tag in Colorado last year never made it out so it's not like I I don't know like you said don't really go for it but maybe yeah. it'll change if I if I ever shoot one especially with the bow I, I might really catch a bug on it right it's possible it's possible. It's possible. I don't know. I shot a turkey a couple of years ago. You were with me. I was with you. Well, I was near you. You were hunting with I me. I was though. hunting with you. But I don't know. I I haven't really caught the bug. In fact, last year I don't even think I bought a tag. I don't even think I applied for a a permit. <laughs> no. You know, it just uh, something that hasn't really like I don't know gotten my. I haven't got the bug, I guess. Yeah. But, I don't know. We'll see what happens this year. I might get hooked. We'll see. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like some guys get the, the mule deer bug. Some guys just get the elk bug. It seems like either or. I mean, there's a lot of guys who do both, but it's not like... I don't I don't see too many guys who are just diehard about both, you know? Yeah. Not to say there aren't guys out there. Who love you know, all. I think... It might be a bigger thing, kind of back in the Midwest or whatever, where there's a lot of turkeys. 
I think those guys might be hardcore turkey and like whitetail hunters. But it just doesn't seem like that's the case out here. Well, we if you're got... a hardcore deer, like turkey hunter out here, you're into like all the other like upland game species and stuff or waterfowl or that's kind of what I get the vibe from out in Denver as well. It's kind of like uh, the small game guys get pretty stoked about their big game turkeys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Spend most of your season shooting grouse and chuckers and stuff, and then a turkey comes along and you get a little bit excited about that. Which, well, speaking of, I've been talking to some people about hunting some chuckers yeah. out here. I want to I wanna go do that soon problem is i don't have a dog so i'm trying to talk to people that have dogs yeah is you have to like have a special like you're training your dog just for chuckers like no upland uh, stuff or they have the instinct for for all birds and the nose for it but it's not like you take a like a lab that's been running on your duck trips and stuff to do upland hunting do you i mean you have like an upland dog ducks. and a wet dog there's dogs that do both. I think it takes quite a bit of training, but it mostly it all comes down to like nose, yeah, and instinct. And there's other types of bird dogs too, like like upland game dogs. You got a bird dog. There's like pointers and there's flushers, right? Like yeah, kind of have different tasks. Sure, yeah. Hunting. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Well, yeah. You said uh, Wyoming's next. Wyoming elk is very soon, so I'm gotta see if there's anyone that wants to apply with me, and then get my app in, and then been talking to uh, Colt, a guy that I hunted with. Um, he had a limited entry tag here in Utah this past season, and so I've been talking with him about applying to Arizona together. Oh, nice, man. So, that'd be gonna cool. Gonna do that. Yeah. And then, man, it just gets crazy, like, all through June, really. So, I, I mentioned earlier, like, Arizona will be next for elk and antelope. And then, uh, Utah apps are due March 1st for all species. March 1st for Utah. So, not, like, mark that one down on your calendar. Don't forget it. Yeah. Um, I'm still in a waiting period for elk because I shot one 2016. How long is your waiting period? Five years. Five years from 2016. Yeah. Before you can even apply, right? I mean, you're not gaining yep. points the whole time. You're Exactly. Five years just... and then start at zero again. Yeah. So I'll apply for limited entry deer and a general deer tag for sure in Utah. Nice. Nice. And are you planning on doing over-the-counter elk in Utah? Yeah. You and I have talked about that a little bit. I'd yeah. like to do um, some elk in our spot. <clears throat> I would too. And that's the thing. I don't think I stand a chance in drawing that unit yet. Um, so the it's same thing. Plot. I'll definitely apply. Yeah, apply, gain a point, hopefully, and then uh, never know. That's true. I mean, I could draw it and be the luckiest sob on the planet, man. But well, you wouldn't be the first. There's lots of people that get lucky. That's true. It's not me. Not me though. I'll use Zach's mom's credit card to apply. That's right. Just draw every year, whatever I want. Just wish upon a star. But yeah, so I'll probably, well, I'll definitely apply. But I'm I'm thinking, I think I told you earlier, later early earlier this week, whatever. But uh, that I want to probably focus on elk this year, even though it will probably just be an over the counter tag. Um, got a deer and a half in the freezer and a little bit of antelope, and I don't anticipate eating all of that before I could get another deer. You know. Yeah. Plus, it's just something cool about elk hunting. Yeah, for sure. You missed you've missed out, and I've learned a lot more of uh, that area the last two years after my elk tag. Right. And yeah. Yeah. You ran cameras pretty hard the last couple of years out there. Didn't yeah. You? Uh, not so much the first two years ago, but last year, this past season, I was hitting it pretty hard. So. And I didn't make it out at all. 
No. Which is a bummer because I love that area. Um, which reminds me, um, you ought to put it put in for a general archery deer tag at the same time, the same place, because found some good bucks last year. Nice. Well, we saw some good bucks a couple years ago when you had your tag. Yeah, yeah, we did. Because you did the we same did. thing. You drew limited entry bull and then also a deer tag, the same unit, same time. I did, yeah. And yeah. I almost, I, <laughs> I was, I don't know, two seconds away from being able to uh, fill both of the tags within minutes of each other. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been crazy. Yeah, I don't know if I've mentioned this story on the podcast before. If I have, forgive me. No, dude. It's a good story. Tell it twice. So I shot my bull, freaking out a little bit. We start, we head over to it, um, and I'm just, like, kind of, like, watching in awe, like, looking at everything, you know, like, looking at the blood, kind of grabbing his rack, kind of seeing where I hit and everything. Just doing the full examination, and I look up, and just beyond my elk there's this buck like a nice four point just staring at me and i'm like oh my god (laughs) so i pull an arrow off the quiver and knock it and get my release attached and this buck turns his head and starts bounding off and i draw and whistled at it and it didn't ever stop um looking back it's probably a good thing just because i had an elk down (laughs) yeah a lot of work ahead of me already but it would have been a cool story now <laughs> right yeah it's like yeah two dudes just packed all this meat out so you just had the one buddy at the time right no there are four of us well there were four of you yeah you were supposed to be there but you weren't i was and thank you jeff for filling in on sick days <laughs> thanks for taking my shift that's right if you're listening buddy so jeff helped me get my deer down this year which was yeah. awesome yeah in colorado yeah so he's helped us both man just a good dude He's a good dude. Learned to appreciate him even more on this Colorado hunt last year. So, here's another thing. Yeah. Um, Utah, the apps are due March 1st, but if you make it to Salt Lake City February 14th through the 17th, you can go to the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo. Oh, yeah. And there you can apply for... Um, they have 200 tags that are, aside from the general, um, just normal Utah draw. So this is just an extra opportunity for you to draw a tag. Um, the normal application per species costs $10, but like if you go to the expo, it's only $5 to apply. And they have some good tags. Yeah, it's not um, uh, just one species. It's not 200 tags like of mule deer. It's no and, everything. And the, the cool thing is if you already have points in Utah and you draw like one of these tags, it doesn't burn your points that you already have saved. It's just like a bonus. Right, yeah. So I'm looking at the list right here and they have oh man, I don't know. Like forty deer tags, limited entry type tags. These are for good places, like the Book Cliffs, the Fillmore Oak Creek unit. The Ponsagant, the Henry Mountains, uh, San Juan, West Desert, Vernon, South Slope Diamond Mountain. So those great are all tags. good units. Anyone who doesn't know Utah, those and, are her great units. And then, I mean, just a ton of elk tags right here. Uh, the Book Cliffs, the Cache, a couple of units in Cache, the Manti, um, Nebo, Fillmore Pavant. LaSalle's, Dutton, Panguish Lake, Boulders, San Juan, South Desert, South Slope, the Wasatch. I mean, in all weapon types, too. So there's just tons of tags. And then the really cool thing, if you could draw it, um, they have one bull moose tag. They have three different bison tags. Dang. Um, they have one desert bighorn sheep tag one rocky mountain bighorn sheep tag and three uh mountain goat tags wow those are once in a lifetime hunts in utah and if you drew one there 
you wouldn't lose out on any of your points that you're already building for another once in a lifetime. So you could potentially hunt moose twice in Utah. Is what you're you could. About. Yeah. There's that possibility. That is crazy. It's awesome though. And yeah. there are dudes who have done that already. I, I think. And yeah, I mean, people people draw expo tags. Zach's mother drew a Wasatch uh, elk tag what two seasons ago and shot a nice bull she drew it at the expo so that's right that wasn't definitely expo tag. putting in for that so there's another opportunity if you make it out yeah you said those and, were how much a, a ticket well it's five dollars um per species and they have different packages you could do like you could select all the elk in package c or something like or just, just all the elk archery units they, they have different things so you, just make it we easy make like it pretty easy yeah um and then another cool thing about the expo is uh we're gonna have a, a boost there we are we are yeah pretty stoked man should be good we uh yeah we had a hard time kind of i mean yeah we always go and a couple years ago we went with um a group we were kind of with and then last year we we're just on our own walking around with backpacks Kind of illegally selling hats. <laughs> <laughs> we only sold one. Yeah, that's true. And it was it was to a buddy, but it's cool. It's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we were trying to run podcasting stuff last year, and it was awesome. We had good opportunities and some good podcasts lined out, but trying to accommodate and find space was a big issue, and that's the biggest reason we found a booth this year, right? Yep. So we can have some podcasting space. And... So- Get our brand out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So they've expanded the expo like crazy this year. Like there's so much more space that uh, they've added on. So um, if you've ever attended it, we're kind of going to be there's like the main hall, like the main um, exhibit hall. And then it kind of like funnels off to that back corner. Yeah. So we're going to be back in that back corner. Um, Some of that new 3542. 3542. We're near something big, aren't we? Was it uh, we're sort of near Sportsman's? Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, Sportsman's Warehouse is kind of there at the corner, and we're just a little bit beyond them. Yeah, it's like around the corner from us. So. Yeah. All you guys heading over to see Hush and Mountain Ops. <laughs> Stop walk. on by. Say Pretty hey. <laughs> Say yeah. hey. We'll be there. No, it should be good. Um, we're going to be, we have a bunch of awesome podcasts lined up for that. So it'll be good. We'll have some hats and shirts, swap some stories. We'll have uh, Zach's, Zach's buck there, my buck and elk. Yeah, Zach's we, buck uh, is the new shirt. That's right. So if you've seen the new shirts, you have a shirt, you want a shirt. I think it's awesome. You come get to see the actual deer that's on that shirt. So that'll be yeah. A, That'd be sweet. Yep. And then, like and you said, over what's that? Oh, it's like like you said, your your bull and your Colorado deer from this year will be there as well. Yes. Which are both also awesome animals. On the pedestal I built. On the pedestal you built, which is also awesome. Come check <laughs> that out. Yeah. Come see what McCade That's... can do for you. <laughs> it's gonna be a good time. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> There's some other places I'm going to be applying for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need to Mexico, figure that out. A group. Colorado, Nevada, Idaho. So those are the states. Did you, sorry, the first state you said was Nebraska? No, Nevada. Oh, Nevada. Dude, that Nevada hunt you did a few years back was awesome. That was cool, huh? I don't know why, but I just liked going down there with you, just hanging out with you. Like, just that whole area was just cool. It was, I don't know, it was unlike t- another, any other hunt I've done before, you know? We got to tell that story. Remember when we went down there and I could have shot that deer, but I didn't think I could shoot that deer? Yeah, because we were on, like, a, what was like an SWA or something. <laughs> so it was a, yeah, it was like a um, wildlife management area. Oh, yeah, an and MWA. It was um, a place 
kind of located in the center of this valley. Um, it was inside the unit, but you could, you could hunt there, but restrictions were you could only hunt there on Sundays, Saturdays, Sundays, and Wednesdays. Yeah. Or a holiday, any state or federal holiday. Right. And the day after. And then also, you could only hunt with a shotgun. With a slug. non-lead ammo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, non-lead. And, or you could use archery equipment. So, man, we we knew about that stuff. Um, we didn't totally know about the the day restrictions, just the weapon restrictions. But one day, Ian and I headed down there. It was like the second weekend or something. And... Yep. We, we pulled in on late on a Friday. We were planning on hunting Saturday and Sunday. I think it was, uh, was it Labor Day? Oh, man. I forget which one's which, but yeah, I think. Not, not, not Labor Day. No, it was like a Nevada holiday. I don't know. No, it was like a, like a real holiday like that. Like a... <laughs> yeah, anyway, we... yeah, we would have gone down because we had it off in Utah. And so we decided to use that day and head down to Nevada. Which is a nationally recognized holiday, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, it was yeah. like Labor Day or something. I don't think it was Labor Day because it was in November. But Oh, yeah. Anyway, there were, it had just been a holiday. And we pulled in, like, and we're thinking that, like, we couldn't hunt that day. It was like, we we're just going to scout it out before we went to the hotel and grab dinner and whatnot. So we, like, pull in and there's this awesome buck like probably a 22 24 inch wide four point like standing like 60 yards away from the road <laughs> and i'm like man i sure wish i could shoot that thing he knows he's safe yeah and like we we finished our scouting that night when we went back to the hotel cleaned up we went over and got dinner and we're sitting there eating dinner and i'm like wait what's today <laughs> And we figured out I totally legally could have shot at that deer. It was Veterans Day. Veterans Day. That's it. It that's was Veterans it. Day, and it was like either yeah on or after the day after. But it was a legal day to shoot that deer, and we just stood there and stared at him, and he stood there and stared at us, wishing I could shoot it. When yeah. I could have. Like man, I hope I he's here in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and we never found him again. Never. Uh, that would have been one heck of a deer to come back with, man. Yeah. We had fun though. We met some cool people down there. Um, oh, yeah. Had some stories. Got, we were just begin like learning how to run cameras and hunt, and we have some footage, but like half of it, the mic's not on. <laughs> oh some yeah. Of it, super shaky because we were letting uh, what's his name Baron run the camera. <laughs> I guarantee we did. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, Nevada is a cool place. I'm. I've thought about putting that as like a backup hunt. So, uh, are you not applying for the same area? Oh, no. No, I I actually drew that tag on a fluke. So, my dad and my uncle and I had all put in for that unit. And my, we left my dad in charge of applying. Oh, when yeah, that's applied, right. <laughs> he, like, either fat-fingered or totally just misunderstood the information. And so, we drew this tag that none of us wanted or knew the, anything about. Right. My uncle, in fact, didn't even end up going, but my dad and I did. And I had fun. It 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 kind of stunk at first trying to figure it out, but it if you can imagine hunting deer, um, in like marshland with like cattails and reeds and stuff, that's what it's like. But there are also like some big uh, like cottonwood Field. beds and stuff. Yeah, there were some fields. A and lot stuff of good too. signs. And some fields. I will. I would bet. I mean, I don't know if you could do a tree stand or not in there. Probably not. But I would bet that a whitetail hunter would probably do quite well in an area like that if he were given yeah. enough opportunity to kind of scout yeah. and, and come up with trails and stuff. Of course, I don't know anything about sure. whitetail hunting. I just made all that stuff up. So if you're a whitetail <laughs> hunter and you're listening to me say that and you don't agree with it, just go. You just go. Psh. You don't need to give us the nasty email about how we're so wrong about whitetail hunting. Cause, but, but I would imagine that in those areas, like those cottonwood areas, that a whitetail hunter would do quite well. It just reminded me of some, I don't know, just the way that it was, I guess. Yeah. It's and if you'd totally... like to educate us on whitetail hunting, feel free to invite us. Absolutely. <laughs> we would love to get out. I've never done it. Have you? Um, I have in Texas. Oh, that's um, right. That was a whole other experience in itself, too. 
But you guys were like spot and stock white tail hunting, weren't you? Yeah, I'm pretty much. Um, we were hunting on some public land, which was really hard to find, and it was right on the border of Mexico. It's because nobody wants that land. <laughs> and it was super thick and cactusy, and it was tricky. I bet. Sounds but... like antelope hunting for whitetails. <laughs> so I don't know. I. I'm hoping that there's a chance I could draw an antelope tag in Nevada. So I'm kind of hoping for that. I'm hoping for a deer tag here in Utah. Um, and I'm kind of hoping on old reliable Colorado. Old reliable. We'll see. Can we do three for three, you think? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> and, uh, you mean in different states? No, I mean like Colorado, like think all of us could draw three years in oh. a row in Colorado? Because yeah. um, we're not I all putting say, it together like we did I the first year. I would say we could do that had they not changed the application process. When they took away the fronting all the money when you applied, Yeah. they did away with that, made it like $3 or whatever. That, I think, totally killed our odds. I think we lucked out last year. But I, I honestly have my doubts about this year. I don't understand it all. But from what I have understood from conversations with a few people who do understand, or at least tell me they do, is that it doesn't really hurt anyone's odds. Which I don't understand. Because you got a lot more people applying, like you said. Uh, yeah. Right I up, think right up front. To, yeah, to me, mathematically, that makes sense. I mean, it's just, you get... 100 people apply every year because they have to up, like, front the money. 80 of those people draw. There's a pretty good chance you're going to get a tag. But now, because it's only 3 bucks, now you got like 2,000 people applying. Yeah. But they're still only giving out 80 tags. Yeah. And somehow, oh. I've heard it doesn't, it doesn't hurt your chances, but that does not make sense mathematically to me. <laughs> should get an expert need, on here. I need to have an extended conversation with whoever told you that. I know. <laughs> Explain logic. basic statistics, man. Um, so it seems like I heard a rumor that they upped the application fee again this year. Like, so they would taken it all the way to $3, and then, yeah, this year Colorado was going to raise it. To, like, 10 like Utah or something? Something like that. I don't – and I'm, tr I'm trying to look here online, not on their website – um, which is probably where I should go, but, um, yeah, I don't yeah. know what their application costs. Three bucks was cheap, man, last year. Oh, and I think that they changed, um, the way to apply for some of those other species, like goat and stuff like that. Remember, like, cause that was cheap too. It was $3 also. Yeah, it was three bucks for just any species. And so but then I think that drew a once-in-a-lifetime on $3 up front, but you didn't have the 10000 bucks to back it up or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think I, they, you think they upped it? Yeah, that's something we're going to have to look into for sure. Definitely. Because um, I haven't heard yet, and I haven't looked in myself either, so definitely worth checking into. Definitely. Anyway, so... I don't have any guaranteed tags. I like to think I have a pretty good chance at at least a Utah deer tag. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have anything for sure. What about you? Do you you feeling um, confident? I feel confident that I'll draw an out-of-stater in Colorado still. Uh, Utah archery deer tag. Um, well, the Utah archery... That's just over the counter. You don't have to draw that. I don't for deer. Oh, I thought you meant for elk. Sorry. No, yeah, the elk. Yeah, then yeah. So I'll, I'll put in for deer, and uh, maybe draw that. I think there's a pretty good chance I'll draw it right out of state archery deer. Uh, you didn't have a tag last year. I did have a tag last year. I drew last year, so I've got zero points again. Oh yeah, that's right. I, yeah, I still think you have a good chance. Yeah, like I said, you might as well put in for that unit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Put in for that unit. 
see if it works out. The, the elk unit, you're talking, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then put in for the elk unit at the same time. Maybe have two tags, two species, same unit. Um, which I don't anticipate drawing the elk for another couple years. Really. Yeah. But it's possible. But I don't anticipate unless you, it. So Unless you move back to Utah. Unless I move back to Utah. And then it won't take as many points. How many points does it take out of state? A lot more than it does mm. in state. You know what's cool is that because I'm out of state of Utah, I can apply for every once-in-a-lifetime species. And I know that elk's not one of those, but I can apply for every once-in-a-lifetime species and gain a point every year. But when I move back to Utah, all my out-of-state points will just transfer into resident points. Yeah. Which is awesome. So, light so the only way that would really help you is if you had built up points for 20 years. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, I've got one point <laughs> under my belt on every species right now. So, I'm bragging like it's this hot thing, but I got nothing. <laughs> but I still did it. I got points on every species in one year, and you don't. So, that's better. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And then Colorado, you can apply for every species. So, last year I applied for every species in two states, which is awesome. Dang, Gina. I know, especially since Colorado was three bucks a tag, or, uh, an application, and then Utah was ten bucks an application. But uh, so no, I don't think I have anything guaranteed this year. Uh, pretty good chance of Utah archery deer. Um, maybe many, not. Uh, What's that? How many points do you have in Utah for elk? For elk, I think two, man. So this yeah, year you're... I'll be putting in for my third point. You're a long ways off. I know. So, yeah, I don't think I'll be drawing anything anytime soon, um, really. You would, you'd be guaranteed about six points as a resident, but a non-resident, it's it's brutal. So, I mean, maybe I'll just be putting in for points then, just applying for a point. Thirteen. Thirteen points. As a non-resident? <laughs> yeah. No, I'll yeah. be back in town way before that. I better be anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be out of state for six more years, man. Um, but, uh, no, I think I have a pretty good chance in Colorado drawing a archery antelope tag. There you go. I hope. I had such a fun time doing that this year, I guess this last year, that I, I really want to do that again this year. And it'd be awesome if you guys came out or you came out or whoever. But I don't know what it takes for an out-of-state guy to draw a Colorado uh, I'd be interested in applying. Should apply at least. Yeah. Is a dude, was, this is something so different? I didn't think I'd enjoy it. I kind of like laughed at the idea of antelope hunting a little bit, you know, just because it's not elk hunting. It's not. I don't know. There's just something like super grand looking about elk hunting. Like you just watch people elk hunt. And they're screaming, and the country's crazy beautiful, and everyone's got an awesome sunrise and sunset, and like in their videos and pictures and things. There's just something really hugely like romantic about an elk hunt. And mule deer falls in that category too, you know? It's just this mm-hmm. iconic western big game species. And so like antelope are just kind of like, yeah, they're just prairie rats, you know? I don't really care. Like, yeah, you go out and get one when you got nothing else to do. But I applied, and I drew a uh, limited entry... I guess I don't call it that out here, but it, it is a limited entry tag and archery season. And holy crap, shooting an antelope, which I did, I, I tagged out this year, but shooting an antelope with a bow was fantastic. And just the whole pursuit of it, man. I had no idea it was going to be so difficult. And maybe that's what made it so fun was that it was so difficult because those things are so switched on, man. Especially like yeah. pre-rut like that. They want nothing to do with anything that doesn't look like one of them. Nothing. And they're awesome. just so tuned in. It's crazy. But, uh. Yeah, dude, I, I think that's super cool. That was your first archery harvest, right? It was, yep. My first, first archery harvest. Probably one of the harder species to harvest with a bow. <laughs> well, dude. In it, my... No, it probably really is. I mean, and I, and I didn't sit water either. So I know a. I couldn't, here's another thing. When I was looking, like, for, when I drew, I was like, I, oh, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. Like, how, how do I do this? Because I've never been, 
need to figure out what the game plan is. So I started watching YouTube videos on, you know, just other guys who've gone out and done this. Uh, watched some Remy Warren videos, some Randy Newberg videos, uh, some of those popular ladies out there who go get it done with a bow all the time. But uh, every single person is sitting water. And I, it was so hard to find a spot in stock archery antelope yeah. video. And I know some guys that do it. Um, and actually, we have a, a buddy, Rob, who had told me, he's like, Ian, if you sit water, I'm not going to think any less of you. But if you don't sit water, I'll definitely think more of you. <laughs> and so okay. I made it a mission to not sit water. <clears throat> um, plus, out in the unit where I was at, this is huge. I mean, there's like West Nile out there. And sitting by water, I mean, you're covered in mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. Covered in them. And, man, it's crazy. Like, every cow on that prairie has freaking West Nile, man, because of these mosquitoes. No joke. <laughs> We're talking to some of the local ranchers later, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's a big problem. So, hmm. not really a good place to be sitting water if you don't want West Nile. If you want some West Nile, I can tell you where to go. <laughs> but, uh, so, I, yeah, I, those two reasons. Didn't want to sit water. So I didn't sit water and spot and stalk this archery antelope. And holy crap, one weekend, three days out, I mean, just killed me because it was so difficult. That's when I realized how difficult this was going to be. And then uh, that just ate at me and ate at me. So I had to keep, I had to go back. I went like another, like on a random Tuesday, like a week later. And then like a week after that, went out for like, I think it was final weekend which I believe it wasn't like the last day because I think that season ended like on a Wednesday or something like that but it was the last weekend of the season went out and finally got it done on a Sunday morning and uh, didn't sit water but I had to sneak into some private property to do it and by sneak in I mean I got permission and was on there legally but (laughs) (laughs) Um, had had to give up my public land crusade for a minute you know hey there's nothing wrong with that no it really wasn't and made a good friend and got some permissions for turkeys and ducks and stuff along the way so oh and coyotes so i mean good piece of property in northern colorado with uh great everything hunting basically well what the heck are we waiting for let's go do it man we should put in our coyote tags (laughs) when's that application (laughs) <laughs> every day <clears throat> anyway so I think yeah that's what I guess back to the turkey thing I, I didn't catch the bug with the turkey because I, I didn't I mean it was difficult but I just didn't I don't know maybe, maybe harvesting I guess is my point had it, maybe I not harvested a an antelope maybe I would have just been like meh but at the same time that's kind of what drove me to pushed it so hard and then when I succeeded it felt so good so I'm, I'm stuck on that I don't know mm. anyway so I'll definitely be applying for that okay. but I don't know when was that, that's like June-ish right like early June Colorado Four. apps are done um where are my notes I think it is June it's after Utah, so we apply for Utah, and then we apply for Colorado right near after that. Yeah, Colorado. Oh, uh, Colorado's April third. June is when they're released. Oh, that's right. That's right. April third. So. April third. And that's for all species. New Mexico is March twenty-first. You're into that. That's another one where you have to front all your money, and it's they have no point system. It's like Idaho. It's just. Just a lotto draw. Yeah. So, but they don't, like, put your name into a hat, like, I guess, how does, I don't know, it's like, it's like you put it, it's not a point system, but, like, you put it for two years, so you square the number two, so then you got four names in the hat. So, so that's how Nevada does it, I believe. That's how Nevada does it? Yes. So it's not points-based, but it is, like, exponential-based? Yes. Like an exponential but... hat draw? But New Mexico, there's just no points. Just none at all. None. You just Same every year you put in, it's just one time in the hat. Yep. Interesting. 
And you said Idaho does the same thing? Exactly. Really? Yep. That's crazy. So everybody, every year, has the same exact chance. Yep. But if you draw on anything, is there like a hold like a like a waiting period for the next time you can put in? Um, yeah, I like I don't know about New Mexico. Um, for sure Nevada if you draw, I think there's a waiting period. Um there's no actually right here, there's no waiting period on deer, elk, antelope, barbary sheep, or other ibex or oryx hunts in uh Mexico. Really? So what, what? Okay, there's a long list. So what is there a waiting or a holdover? We say a waiting period. Uh, there, there isn't, except for if you draw or harvest an ibex on the once in a lifetime hunt, premier oryx hunt, or elk on a cert on one unit, the Valle Vidal, you cannot apply for that hunt again. That one if unit you, is a once in a lifetime unit. Yeah. But everything else in the state seems wide open every year. If if you harvest. Oh, if you harvest, and then, yeah. And then again, like if you harvest a Rocky Mountain bighorn or desert sheep, you can't apply for that species again. So you're done. It's like a once in a lifetime. What's that hunt that? Uh, it's a it's a sheep hunt. I think in Montana. Um, it's actually on Ranella's podcast a while back. Yeah. Yep. It's uh. Probably the only chance I'll ever have to go. On a sheep hunt? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. But you can go every year, right? Because it's unlimited, isn't it? But uh, they cap it, so it's like, they only allow like, what I don't know, whatever. Let's throw the number seven out there. Like cap it at like seven animals. Once seven animals are har- harvested, um, hunts over for everybody. And I think if you, this is what reminded me of this, if you... If you harvest, then there's a waiting period, which I think is seven years. Huh. Something like that. So, like, you could go every year and never harvest and just still go have an awesome time for yeah. the rest of your life, just hunting sheep, just being out in sheep wilderness. But it sounds like a brutal hunt. That's supposedly what all sheep hunting's like. Well, yeah. But it's even harder. Oh, it probably is. Being so open. I think, it's just a, I think it's just a bow hunt archery hunt oh it's archery only i think so don't quote us here yeah don't quote it we should probably do some more research (laughs) well we didn't know we were going to talk about this no we didn't i should probably keep my mouth shut (laughs) anyway i was bringing that up because you well it doesn't matter but i think we should go do that we should look into that and you and i should go do that that would be cool that would be cool once you and i figure out exactly how it works and if we draw it and all that other stuff, maybe we'll talk mm. about it in some more detail. There you go. There all we right. go. <laughs> or just go listen to Stephen Rennell's podcast. <laughs> That's probably what I'm going to do for my research. Listen to that again. <laughs> right? <clears throat> so, yeah. In short, I guess I'm going to apply for Utah deer and elk. Probably focus on the over-the-counter elk in Utah. Maybe just try to gain the point on deer. Give that a rest. Because I've, I've hunted the last two years archery deer unsuccessfully out in Utah. So maybe I'll focus on the elk. And then we're going to do... Yeah, try that? to get the deer tag again where we're hunting elk. Because then if you see either one, you can go for it. That's true. I guess if I do draw it and we're out there just hunting spikes, I can still shoot a deer. Exactly. All right. Okay. So I'll just put in for deer. Try to get a point on elk. I will get. A, I'll just buy a point on elk. Over the counter elk, same unit. That'll be Utah. And then uh, rifle season deer, Colorado. Of course. Yeah. Hopefully we all draw again. See if we go three for three. Archery antelope, and I'll probably still buy an over the counter elk tag, same thing as I did this year. Which we saw elk this year in Colorado on the elk on the the deer hunt but we didn't uh, I never got a shot off or had an opportunity to really take one but yeah I was happy to see elk out there too yeah it was fantastic man because <clears throat> uh, yeah two years ago I, I watched them all summer and then archery season rolls around I'd promised you guys all these deer and elk and we didn't see a dang thing for a while 
didn't see a single elk two years ago on that unit. But this year, with all the snow, got a, a ton of action on elk and actually kept passing people in camps that just big old 5x5s, 6x6s, just a bunch of heads everywhere, man. Didn't know there were that many elk out there. Might have killed them all. A lot of a lot of people had a lot of good success there. It seems like this year it was pretty cool to yeah. see. So we'll see what it's like this year. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, Utah and Colorado are so similar. It's like you don't really really know year to year what it's gonna be like. Like you can hope it's gonna be like the best year you remember, but. Yeah. It seems like every year is just a little different. A little colder, a little warmer, less snowy, more rainy. Who knows, you know? One thing, we need to get uh, figuring out an Alaska trip. We do. Because someday we're going to be too old to go do it. Or we're going to wish we had done it. That's true. We're almost getting there. <laughs> we're almost there. Yeah, I can't, well, I haven't done much research, but I, I do, I think it'd be easiest to try and go do like a spring bear hunt, just right off the bat. I don't really know why, like I said, I haven't done as much research as I probably should have, but it, I've, we have a kind of a standing invite with some buddies up there that would take us to do that, and it seems like it's pretty easy to just get that tag. It, yeah. But it's not even a spring bear hunt, as far as I understand, there's just... Alaska's got kind of a really long bear season, black bear season. <clears throat> so it's kind of a big window of opportunity every year, you know? Maybe yeah. that's why it feels more accessible. You and I have talked what? about doing like a moose trip or a caribou trip. I'd love to do both of those. Yeah. Um, Moose is definitely like my my number one. Yeah, man, yeah, that would just be one heck of an adventure. Let's start looking at well, details. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> like real details, not just talking we, details. Real details. We legitimately need to. And I don't know if this is gonna piss anybody off, but uh, I have no commitment yet. Neither do you, but I think you and I both have pretty good opportunities to go do uh, Africa. <laughs> yeah. We do. We both have separate opportunities, and I'm pretty sure I could get you into mine if we both wanted you know, to do it. I would go just once for the experience. Right, yeah. There's other things I would totally rather hunt, but... You're right. I, I just want to go to a different continent, experience a different culture, see different animals... Helping some sort of conservation effort, I guess. And yeah. I don't know if you get to take any of the meat home or not back to the States. I think it all stays with locals and things, but yeah, I'm but it's sure. all eaten. I know that. All of it's eaten. Um, it's all appreciated. And all the money you spend, which is really not as bad as people think, but still quite a bit, you know, a few grand to head out there. Um, yeah, it all goes back into those those uh, giant wildlife preserves that that help maintain the animal populations and things. So, and yeah. So. <clears throat> but, yeah, I, I don't think I'd ever go do, like, elephant or giraffe or any of the, the big ones, like, you have to pay tons and tons of extra money for. Yeah. A lot of it's, like, all the deer that are running around. Just exactly. too much of them. So. Like you said, it's just just be a good experience, I think, to be out there and just try something new. Be around something new, even if I don't even shoot the bow. And actually, I had that op that offer as well. Just come out and be a camera guy. Just tell us, you know, tell the tell the people you want to come out and just kind of document and take some pictures. And uh, you can always go do that. That would be cool too. I think I, I would, would enjoy. I would definitely do that. I'd start getting like the itch to shoot something. And maybe we go do that the first year, and then the second year we go out with all the tags, or in a couple of years after that or something, you know, the next time we go out. Yeah, for sure. Because I did have that opportunity. And it's an open invite on my end. I'm 
quite certain. So, no commitment, yeah. but I want to try it. Nice. So, anyway. Yeah, man. Right. Well, sweet. So, remind me of the dates again. If you got them. <laughs> For which one? Just doll them. Like, what's, what's next through what's last, I guess. So, next, um, like I mentioned at the beginning, is mm -hmm. Wyoming Elk. So end of this month for for the ones i'm applying for i'll give you those those dates yeah 31st of this month for elk um then february 12th for elk and antelope in arizona uh, march 1st um, is all species in utah um march 21st all species in new mexico april 3rd all species in colorado April 16th, all species in Nevada. Uh, May 31st, for antelope in Wyoming, and, and also deer in Wyoming. And then June 5th, all species in Idaho. And then if you want to, June 12th, for Arizona elk, or deer, excuse me, Arizona deer. Those are ones that are potentially on my radar. That is a good list, man. Lot. <laughs> Nothing guaranteed, though. You said, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I the, the odds say I should draw a rifle deer tag in Utah this year. So. Oh, nice. We're gonna try for that. Nice. But I know that once we start hunting elk, I'm gonna be wanting to have a deer tag in my pocket too. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. That's the thing. Like I think you mentioned this year, it's like. Uh... The more you start hunting mule deer, the more the more you've been getting on that mule deer train. Um, I used to think, nah, mule deer are stupid. I'm an elk guy. Now I'm wondering if I'm still like as much of an elk guy. <laughs> I just <laughs> love the mule deer. That's kind of why I want to focus on elk this year, is because I, I've got a deer the last two years, and uh, I'm not gonna say it was easy because it wasn't either year. A lot of hard work. And uh, just got lucky a couple times in a row, but but uh, I'm starting to wonder the same thing. It's like, man, I kind of want to go find that love for elk again, man. And so I want to focus on that this year, just to make sure that I still want it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go do it. Let's go do it. I'm excited. Plus, I love that part of the world, that little corner you introduced cool, me man. to 12 years ago or whatever it was. It's a long time back, but man, that has been such a just such an iconic place in my mind. You know, I love it. Beautiful country. Place we're talking about. I mean, it's like <clears throat> super low valleys, really high peaks, elevation of anywhere from where we're hunting anywhere from like eighty five hundred to ten thousand. Ten five, maybe. It's, it gets pretty um, high. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just lakes and streams and trees and I mean it's just gorgeous. These big old canyons separated by these long fingers of just giant cliffs and stuff, and so it's kind of it's rugged, and beautiful, and it's hard to get in and out of, but it's just awesome. Definitely. It's the kind of place you look at and think, man, that's it. That's all you can say. It's just, man. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, it's fun. So, yeah, got to get back there, man. Definitely. I'm excited. Well, stoked for your turkey tag, because even though it's a turkey and two of us don't really have a passion for that yet, it's still a tag you drew, and that's still awesome. And uh, kind of bummed I didn't draw one, so I'm jealous. <laughs> Come on in. I know. I might have to just come be the camp cook or something. <laughs> there you go. Now you're talking. Everybody, every camp needs a cook. I'm yes, a pretty good do. cook, so I better come take care of you guys. Did you ever eat your turkey? Yep. Nice. Nice. Yeah. 
Sad I wasn't there for that. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, let me know when you apply for the next thing. Maybe I'll apply with you. All right. Sounds good, man. Cool. Well, thanks for chatting, dude. I learned a lot about the yeah, different for things. Sure. I'm no expert by any means, so. Yeah, we'll have to get on this application bandwagon train. Oh, yeah. Whatever it is. Heck, yeah. If anybody wants to come stop by the booth at the expo, which the dates were February 14th through the 17th, again, correct? Yep. Hit them with the booth number one more time if you got it. I believe it's 3542. 3542, February 14th, Valentine's Day through the 17th. That's following Sunday. We'll be at the uh, Western Hunting Conservation Expo. Um, running our own booth, so come get some merch. Come say hi. Come see some cool animals these guys have shot. And let's talk applications. If you need help, maybe we'll have some more answers by then. And and maybe you can talk Ian into bringing his uh, Magnum 2 point from last year. Magnum two point, huh? <laughs> hang, hang, hang that Euro mount on the back wall. Right. Heck yeah, dude. Okay, <laughs> man. Well, yeah, I hope anybody stops by the booth. Come say hey. We're gonna have some stickers and some stuff and uh we'd love to talk to everybody about whatever. So Yeah. Stop on by, say hi. Come watch a live podcast or something too. Okay, <laughs> buddy. Maybe on a podcast. Yeah, sure. maybe be on a podcast if you think you're cool enough, you've got some valuable information. Just come by and just lay us, like, hit us with some crazy stuff we've never heard before. We might get you on. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for chatting, buddy. Yeah. You have a good night. All right, you too. Okay, later, dude.